Chapter One of the Ways of Saint Anthony. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Ways of Saint Anthony by Sister M. Josephine. Saint Anthony and the Crucifix. Saint Anthony and the Crucifix. The five o'clock bell rang through the quiet corridors and aroused the sleeping inmates of the cloister. Poor Sister Joachim, poor Sister Salome. They should have been up long ago, for the train would steam away from the station six miles distance in an hour, and such a rush as it would mean for them to make it. However, there was nothing for it but to rush, for at eight o'clock the children would begin to arrive and monday morning was a bad time to be away from the post of duty a hasty toilet a hurried breakfast and then the restful drive through the exquisite may morning when god's love spoke through the wakening world and infused a new vigour deep into the soul with every breath of the fresh spring air an hour's ride in the dingy train and then the thousand and one things that must be done at the last minute before school no wonder sister salome did not miss the crucifix she wore in her cincture as open sign of her sacred profession the only article of real value she possessed her chiefest treasure boys and girls were in her thoughts and catechisms and theorems and compositions and history facts excluded anything personal for hours but at last she missed it the chiming of the far-away clock struck her ears and mechanically she felt for the sacred emblem to kiss it only to realize with a start that it was gone. Where was it? What had she done with it? When had she had it? One question after another passed through her mind, but none could she answer. And anyway, the worrisome business must be set aside until after school. Then she could telephone home, for, of course, in her haste she had left it in her cell. But she hadn't. No trace of the precious crucifix could be found, nor could an appeal to the streetcar company, nor even to the railroad superintendent, restore the lost treasure. The latter, it is true, promised to write on east for possible information at the claim office, but the outcome looked rather indefinite. Until now, Sister Salome had worked as if she were to do it all. Now it was time to pray as if God were to do it all. So much for St. Ignatius. Of course, St. Anthony would find it. He always did find things, and the more forlorn the case, the more sure the result. She knew that. So the responsory to St. Anthony was added to the daily mass prayers, for she would make a novena to the wonder-worker. It was a very hopeful Sister Salome who was called to the telephone on the sixth day, only to meet with a most keen disappointment. The answer had come from the claim office, and the crucifix was not there. The superintendent was most kind, he seemed to have an intuition of the loss but his report ended the matter it was useless to inquire further thursday morning sister salome went to mass with uh, well at least a discouraged heart dear saint anthony she prayed there's nothing left now but a miracle and i ask you for that and she said the responsory as usual when that evening father lawrence the young chaplain of the convent called her up to tell her he had good news for her 
she thought it was only the decision about a sermon they had had difficulty in arranging and was quite satisfied with his assuring her he would tell her the next day she never dreamed it was saint anthony's miracle friday morning the young priest was beaming when she walked into the parlor he held a parcel towards her is this yours she saw the shape took it in her hand and sat down it was her crucifix where had father lawrence got it of course his prayers had been enlisted for wasn't saint anthony his very old elder brother but how had he come by it and then father lawrence laughed do you want me to tell you he asked he had gone on wednesday to one of the suburban towns to spend the afternoon at his home during the course of his visit his mother told him of the lovely ride she had had on sunday afternoon it seemed that one of her near neighbors mr weston had a matter of business to attend to and as the weather was delightful he made of it a pleasure trip and took some of his friends much to her surprise they visited convents mr weston was trying to place a crucifix and went first to one religious order and then to another seeking the owner it was a lovely afternoon and the more places they went the longer the ride would last so that just suited everyone but after visiting five different houses in vain mr weston drew a sigh of relief and in very satisfied tones announced that he intended to keep the crucifix himself that he had wanted it from the moment he saw it and only the thought of the owner's regret had driven him to the trouble he had taken all the party agreed that the crucifix was rightfully his and they all thought it a very pleasant ending of a very pleasant ride father lawrence listened with interest to this recital and then asked where mr weston had got that crucifix oh said his mother some man found it on the b and o train monday morning of last week and realizing it was precious and knowing that mr weston was mayor of the town thought him the proper custodian for it until the owner could be located but now mr weston can keep it she finished indeed he can't said father lawrence please send straight over to the mayor's house and bring that crucifix here i know the owner and i want to give it to her sister salome caught her breath it was a miracle wasn't it saint anthony's miracle but father lawrence only laughed again write it for saint anthony messenger he said and she did end of chapter one